Hi, and welcome to Bible study with Bumi. Tonight, I am excited about our topic because it's a topic that I have spent a lot of time studying um, and one that I still continually study because I feel like the topic tonight or the person that we want to talk about tonight is someone that keeps revealing more and more of himself to us as Christians and as believers. And tonight we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his role in our lives as believers. So I wanted to focus on his role without going into even, even sometimes even his nature. We might talk about some of that. I'm literally going to let him lead because we're talking about him. And I would rather that he spoke and that he guided tonight Bible study, this Bible study, so that that way you you begin to understand him and understand who he is, how he operates, and his role in our lives. You know, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament about how the Spirit of God would descend upon, you know, the people in the Old Testament, especially those that were notable characters. The Spirit of God would descend upon them. But, you know, there was one person in particular that was unique in his relationship with the Holy Spirit, which was David. David was someone that if you looked at his relationship with God and his relationship with the Holy Spirit, it was almost like as though he and the Holy Spirit were in such a close and intimate friendship that he could tell us in Psalm 25 verse 14 that there is a special place reserved for the lovers of God, a place of intimacy. Now, you can't say that if you don't know that there is such a place. You can't say that about something that you don't know anything about. So I'm always fascinated by David's story and fascinated by, you know, the things that he did, the way that he walked with God, so much so that he had such confidence in God. This was not just a, he was a prophet. Yes, he was, but not in the traditional sense. He was a king. He was a man that was anointed by God to be king over Israel. But if we look at the Psalms and read through the Psalms, you get a sense. And even if you read the stories in, in the book of, I think it's first Samuel, second Samuel, when you read all those stories, you just get a sense of a man that had a deep and personal walk with God, a man who was determined to live life according to God's standard, a man who had come to know God through personal experience. And, you know, when you read his Psalms, you see him writing out prophecies about Jesus, meaning that he had the Holy Spirit enough in his relationship with God to be able to pen prophecies about the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks through a man. If you read the book of First Corinthians chapter 14, when Paul is talking about prophecy and he's talking about tongues, he literally talks about how the Holy Spirit is the custodian of these things. The Holy Spirit is the one that will move a man to say something that will put within a man's mind some things in particular. So the Holy Spirit, he has had a fundamental part in the walk of believers from time immemorial. You know, when I remember Genesis chapter one, and you think about verse one, verse two, and verse three, it says that the earth was without shape. It was without form, but the spirit of God was present. The Holy Spirit was present at the beginning of time, and he's certainly going to be present at the end of time. The Holy Spirit is someone, and he's a person. Can I start there? Even though we keep saying the Holy Spirit, he is a person. He is the third 
person in that trinity there is god the father there is god the son and then there's god the holy spirit so the holy spirit is a person he has feelings <laughs> you know he can feel he can sense if we could use that word to describe him he is a person and one of the things that i learned early on in my walk with god and in my christian faith when i became a born again christian was that the holy spirit is also a gentleman so he will not impose anything on you he because god gave man free will the one thing the holy spirit will not do is take away that free will unless you submit your will to his you know, the Bible mentions in Matthew chapter three, where it says that Jesus was getting baptized. And when he was getting baptized, as he came out of the water, John, John the Baptist now was describing what he saw, that he saw the spirit of God descend like a dove. And that's found in John, in Matthew chapter three, verse 16 and 17. And you see the spirit of God descending like a dove and he comes and rests upon Jesus and then, then you hear a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I, that alone, that sentence alone is a totally different podcast in itself. It's a totally different study. Because if you think about all that had happened in Matthew 1, Matthew 2, and Matthew 3, at this point in time, Jesus has done nothing. And yet God says, in, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. A son that has done nothing. So it makes you know as a believer that it is not in your doing that you please God. It is in your being. Jesus just showed up as himself and God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my son that pleases me. We can't make our identity about the things that we do. Our identities are the, about who we are. That's, who, that's what identity is about. But then you read from Matthew, Matthew chapter four, verse one clearly states that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit has come. Jesus is now operating under the leading of the Holy Spirit and he is led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. You know, I made a joke with my friends that the only time I see Jesus fast is Matthew 4, where he fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. But that if you think about it, the Holy Spirit did not lead him into the wilderness to fast. The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. But that's an aside. But I just joke with my friends about how sometimes we read our Bible and we can read it upside down. I'm not saying fasting is not a good thing. But what I'm saying is that sometimes when we do some of these fasts, we have to ask ourselves why. Was it the Spirit of God that said we should do it or not? Anyways, you see the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you know, as you see Jesus from that point on, he's now operating in a dimension that is literally a dimension of the leading of the Holy Spirit, where he and the Holy Spirit are so in tune with each other that the Holy Spirit will tell him things about people. You know, John chapter four talks about where he's going to, where he meets the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. And then the woman, he asks the woman to go and bring her husband. He's talking to her. And then she says, I think you're a prophet because the, what happens is that Jesus is talking to her. And then he says to her, go and bring your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And Jesus says, oh yes, you don't have a husband because right now the man you are with is not your husband. Anyways, the woman is like, wow, you must be a prophet because it was the prophets that used to receive things from God. The Holy Spirit inside of Jesus gave him the capacity to know 
that that woman had no husband but had been married five times before you know sometimes when we have prophets today when we have prophets talking we sometimes think that they have a, they they have something different to the rest of us but guess what they have they have the holy spirit in fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the gifts of this, you know, that the, 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 gift, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit has the ability to do certain things. He can give you a word of wisdom. He can give you a word of knowledge. He can work miracles through you. He can help you to discern spirits. But the thing is, you must even understand that we have the Holy Spirit. How do we know this? Let's look at a few scriptures. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 16 says, and I'm reading the Amplified, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. In bracket, it says comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot and cannot receive and take to take to its heart because it does not see him or know him but you know him because he the holy spirit remains with you continually and will be in you do you know that the holy spirit is with you even right now as i am talking to you if you have given your life to christ now he may not be fully active um, he may not have supremacy to lead you in all things, but is he present? The truth is that he is. If you, when you believe in Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit. He is given. He's one of the gifts that God gives us as part of our salvation. He is a gift that has been given to us. But Jesus says he has been given to us to be a helper, to be a comforter, to be an advocate, to be an intercessor to be a counselor, to be a strengthener and a standby. In fact, Romans 8, 26 talks about how when we don't know how to pray, when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit who knows exactly how we should be praying and what we should be praying about prays through us. So if we started to talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is... First of all, a gift that we have been given through Christ. He is not just with us. So he's not just beside us. He is in us. It means that he can see through our eyes. He can hear through our ears and he can speak through our mouth. The Holy Spirit is in you. And, you know, one of the things that started to shift for me when I, became on, when I became clear or started to understand that the Holy Spirit was present and not just present as someone who was just chilling on a chair, like sitting on a beach inside of me. He was actually actively present was when one day I was driving to the supermarket and I had the radio on in the car. And this is one of the reasons why I don't listen to um, secular music anymore, per se. Like apart from maybe when you go to a party and you hear secular music, I generally, I generally don't listen to secular music because on this particular day I'm driving and it was, I, I remember I had my daughter with me in the back of the car. It was my, the year I was on maternity from work. And as I'm driving, a song comes up on the radio and it's them um, Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. And as the song starts to play, I start getting agitated. 
and I get this agitation and I'm hearing, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And as I turn it off and I hear the Holy Spirit inside of me saying, I can't hear such things. It is not edifying. In fact, it is, it is immoral. It is against the things that I stand for. And so from that point on, guess what your girl did? I started listening to Premier Praise, a Christian radio station. You literally enter my car, that's all you're going to hear. If I'm not playing worship music on my phone, I'm listening to Premier Praise on the radio. I literally am surrounding myself with stuff that makes him comfortable around me. Because, because I know his role, and I've just listed out his roles from John chapter 14, verse 16, that he is my helper, he is my comforter, he's my advocate, he's my intercessor, he's my counselor, he's my strengthener, he's my standby, and he's the same for you as well. I know that for, for, for him to fully be active in me, to do all these things, I need to make him comfortable. It is my responsibility to make him comfortable. And it is your responsibility also as a Christian and as a believer to make him comfortable. You know, he not just has the ability to counsel you when you literally need advice. Like, Lord, I don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit is there. Before you call your best friend, have you tried asking the Holy Spirit? This is one of the ones he challenges me on often enough that I'm gradually changing. Before I would literally call someone to talk to them about something. And he was like, do you not trust that I know the answer better than this person? How do I know this? If I read even further in the book of John, he says in John chapter 16, John chapter 16 and verse 13, but when he, I'm reading the Amplified again, but when he, the spirit of truth. So if you want truth, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the father, the message regarding the son, and he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. If you want to see your future, ask the Holy Spirit. I ask him often enough. You can ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that my life is going to look like next week? This event that I'm going for, how is it going to look? This event that I'm hosting, how is it supposed to play out? Show it to me and he can show it to you. When I was celebrating my 40th birthday, the reason I even had to celebrate that 40th birthday was because one night in prayer, praying about something else entirely, he shows me my birthday, shows me exactly what I'm wearing, shows me the posture that I took. He has the ability to show you. He can literally flash it like, if, if, like as though you're watching TV. He can literally flash before your eyes. And sometimes those things aren't you know, sometimes people think, oh, well, maybe it's a trance. No, it can literally be as quick as 30 seconds. You literally just see something in your mind's eye. The Holy Spirit has the ability to beam things to you, to show you things, to show you what is to come, to tell you what is to come. He has the ability to tell you, don't go down that road today. And then you now hear a few hours later that there was an accident down that road. He knows all things and he sees all things. And it is in your best interest to interact with him in such a way 
that he can freely express himself to you and through you. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as a guide. If you are confused. In fact, right now, I pray for you that if you're experiencing any form of confusion, that the Spirit of God will begin to speak to your heart from this moment on. That you will begin to hear a voice from behind telling you the way that you should go, whether to the left or to the right. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened because that's one of the things that he does. The Holy Spirit literally brings you and guides you into all truth. He opens your eyes to see things. That is his responsibility. That is his role to show you all things, to help you live the fullest life you are meant to be living here on earth. If we're living a life that does not represent what God has said concerning us, maybe we need to be paying more attention to the Holy Spirit and leaning more into him and saying, please, Tell me, what is it that I'm, I'm not doing? What is it that I need to change? Who is it that I don't need to be friends with? Who is it that I need to be friends with? Who do I need to get up close and personal with? You know, when I was coming out of work in 2019, I came to a point where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I came out of work and God had said, leave your job. But I was like, okay, I've heard you. I've heard the first step. But I don't know what next to do. I feel dissatisfied with where I am, but I don't know how to proceed further. And I clearly heard the Holy Spirit say to me, go and see this person, ask her to be your coach. I was like, I don't really know how that will, like I know her, but I don't know her well enough to have that conversation. He says, go anyway. I kid you not, when I pick up the phone and send her a message, she said, there's only one slot left and it's yours. And from that point on, Everything that I needed clarity on by working with that person, I suddenly began to have clarity. It is his role and his responsibility to guide you into God's best for you. He, the, there's a scripture that I really like that shows me that when he comes, there's certain things that I can do. And it is Acts chapter, Acts chapter 1 verse 8. That's Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And now I'm going to read the Amplified Classic because it uses a word that I really like. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8 in the Amplified Classic it says, but you shall receive power. In bracket it puts ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Like when I have the Holy Spirit, because of the power of God that becomes resident in me through the Holy Spirit, I suddenly have ability. The things that I didn't know I could do, I now do. How do I know this? I am a living testimony of this. When I, when I first started the work that I do, I had a website de designer. I still have a website developer. But then there were certain things that I used to see in my mind's eye that I would try to explain to my website developer that she would create for me, but it wasn't quite hitting the spot. Do you know, I remember speaking to my business coach and I said to her, look, I really like some of the things I'm seeing you do, but I want to try and translate that to what I want to do. 
And I remember she said, oh, this is the software you need to use. And I remember when I started with this software, I was like, my God, what am I doing here? Let me just hand it over to my website developer. But I can say, no, I have the Holy Spirit in me. I can do all things. He says he has given me ability, efficiency, and might. It means I have ability, I can be efficient, and I can be strong. I started working with this software. People ask me today, who designed your website pages? And I smile and say, me. And they look at me and say, how? You know, how are you able to do that? Like, people are like, can you come and do this for me because of how good it is? But that was by the Holy Spirit. You know, there were days when I would be looking at the software and I'd be trying to change something on a page and I'd feel confused and I'd be praying in the Spirit and I'd be saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. And then I would just know to go somewhere. How will I know to go somewhere when I do not, I do not have a computer science degree? Neither do I even have a, I have not done a course or a certification in user interface and user experience and all of those kind of, like I have none of those. And yet I can do this thing. The reason I can do it is because I have the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit in your life is first of all, to help you to become more like Christ. So that also means that even as he's guiding you into all truth, even as he's giving you all these abilities, he's also prompting you to change as a person. The woman that I am today and the, woman, and the person that many people are today that we see and we admire in their Christian work is because of the Holy Spirit that is at work in them. He literally is at work in them to do the good pleasure of God. He is at work in you as you listen to me to do the good pleasure of God. He is within you to tell you that the next time your husband says something and you want to retaliate with a sharp tongue and he tells you to keep quiet. It is his role to tell you to keep quiet so that that way you don't stir anger where anger should not be stirred. And there are moments when it can be hard. Don't get me wrong. There are moments when he says do this and I'm like, why? I'm the one that was wronged. <laughs> Dear God, don't ask me to do this, please. And I'm sure you can probably relate to this, that there are times when he's prompted you to do something you thought, no, 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 no. <laughs> you just know that you're like, no, 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 no. You're literally going, no, you're singing it like yourself. No, 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 no. But inside of you, you can hear him saying, no, do this. The reason he's saying do that is so that you can become more like Christ. The, the desire of God is not just for us to be saved. If it was for us to be saved and nothing else to happen, he would literally save us and take us to heaven straight away. But then he leaves us on the earth so that we can become more like Christ. We can extend the kingdom of God here on earth. And then behold us in a mirror every single day as we look into the word and as we interact with the Holy Spirit. Become more like God. God wants representatives of himself on the earth. But guess what? When we come to God, whether we come to God at age five or we come to him at age 50, when we come to God, we come to him with the baggage that we've been given from the day we were born. So guess what? He has to clean us and wash us. And he does that by through the word of God and by his spirit. That's how we change. So that's the role of the Holy Spirit. He has, his role is to help us. If you are struggling, if you need help, his role is to help us. 
His role is to give us instructions, to guide us, so that we can live the life that God had planned for us even before we were born. His role is to counsel us, to advise us when we need advice. His role is to fight on our behalf, to be our advocate. His role is to guide us into all truth. His role is to show us and reveal the word of God to us so that we catch it in our hearts and it becomes the standard by which we live our lives. That is the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also to make us effective witnesses of Jesus wherever we are. He says in that Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that not only will you have this power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, but then that you will be my witnesses. He didn't just come to give me power for power's sake so that I can look good and everybody can follow me and I have a thousand followers or 20 million followers on Instagram. He didn't come for that. It's great when we extend power, but the power is so that we can be witnesses of Jesus across the whole world. So that when you hear me every single day, you experience God because I am a witness of Jesus. It's one of my declarations. I am a witness of Jesus Christ, but I don't witness by myself. I witness by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And if I could finally conclude, how do you grow this relationship with the Holy Spirit? You pray. You pray in your understanding and you pray in the Spirit. In fact, if you pray a lot in the spirit, the Holy Spirit becomes active. He begins to have more expression inside of you. So you pray in your understanding and you pray in the spirit and you read and study and meditate on the word of God. It is the food that satisfies him. It is the food that he can, the truth that you want to know, the truth that will make you free, the truth that will change your life is inside the word of God. But you can read the word of God and it is a flat book to you. But when you read it with the Holy Spirit, he begins to put and connect dots for you, open your eyes to have understanding about certain things. And you begin to see things and you're like, oh my goodness, I get it. And then how else do you grow your relationship with the Holy Spirit? When you hear those instructions, when you feel those prompts in your, in your heart, respond. Part of what helps him to even express himself more and more and what people call, how I would like hear from God. We hear from God, first of all, by the word of God, but then we also hear when we obey. If he tells you one thing and then you do that one, guess what? He'll be more excited to tell you the next one and then to tell you the next one and to tell you the next one after that. The Holy Spirit wants to help you. He wants you to live a flourishing life. He wants you to live an amazing life as a believer, but you cannot do it by yourself. In fact, the word of God says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. There are many things that you can do, but you can only do them by the spirit. There are many things that you will know, but you will only know them by the spirit. There is a depth that God wants to take you in your career. And I think this is specifically for somebody that's listening to me. God wants to take you to a new dimension in your career, but you're going to have to do it by the Holy Spirit. It means you're going to have to lay aside logic and rationale and follow the leading of the Spirit, even when it doesn't make sense. You know, the Pharisees were expecting the Messiah, but we were expecting him with pomp and pageantry. But God sent Jesus as a baby born in a manger, growing up as a normal guy, regular guy around them, the things of the spirit don't always make sense in the rational mind. 
but they ultimately take you into the plans and purposes and the agenda of God. So if there's anything that I want you to take away from tonight's Bible study, it is that you should desire the Holy Spirit more. You should spend time in the word of God more. You should pray more. Spend time praying and talking to him and asking him to guide you, asking him to speak to you, asking him to reveal himself to you. And he will do all that and much more because that's why he's here to help you to be everything that you need him to be. God bless you. God keep you. May God's light and his spirit really have their fullest expression in you and through you. May you begin to have a deep and intimate walk with the Holy Spirit where you're talking to him about everything. May you turn to him for advice. May you turn to him for guidance. May you ask him to be your advocate. May you ask him to strengthen you when you need strength. All this and more he will do for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.